Welcome to episode 100 of the Transforma Tu Inglés Profesional podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Smith. Today we have an amazing show lined up for you. And by the end of it, you will know our recommendations in terms of online translation tools and grammar books, understand why I use kind of all the time, know why Alistair is sloppy with his question tags and understand why feet are not always those things at the end of your legs. This podcast helps you push your business English communication skills to the next level so that you can grow professionally and achieve your international career goals. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Enjoy! Hi everyone and welcome to the 100th episode. It's quite incredible that we've already got to 100. Can't quite believe it to be honest. Um, started this project with a podcast thinking that, well, it was an interesting project, a nice project, something to do, something different, an exciting new adventure. And now we are here already on the 100th episode. Um, and as usual, Alistair is here with me. Hi Alistair, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Congratulations. Congratulations to us, I suppose. Well, absolutely. To ourselves yes. for getting this far. No, because uh, I think we've never missed a week. It's almost two years, right? Yeah, because if it's a hundred episodes, and we've, I think we've done one every week. So uh, you know, in four more episodes, theoretically, that would be two years of doing this. So to go almost two years doing one every week without fail, even in summer holidays and Christmas, etc. I think we've done. Uh, I don't know if we expect at the beginning to still be here two years later doing this. Yeah, who knows? You never know when you start a project, well, really, do you? Yeah, you we had no idea. idea. We just... That's right, that's right. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, an amazing feat, como se dice en inglés. Right? Yeah, feat, yeah, what's that? Afania, no, I think is the word in Spanish. An achievement, no, a log- logger. Achievement, yeah. Yeah, is it kind of like... Not feet yeah. at the end of your legs. So it's <laughs> F-E-A-T, no, not F-E-E-T. So it's it could, good, it could uh, be sound good funny, no, people understanding sort of... amazing feet. You've got amazing feet. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're that's very right. nice. Yeah, an amazing feat. Yeah, if you want to improve your vocabulary there, that is a new word for you. You know, it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. The other day I was actually, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, F-E-A-T instead of F-E-E-T. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You wanted to say something. Indeed. Yeah. Um, The other thing I was thinking about, a word that recently I found very interesting was uh, the the idea of an avid reader. An avid avid reader. That's a good word, yeah, avid. So kind of somebody who likes reading a lot, you could say, oh, he loves reading or he, he likes to read a lot or whatever it means. But if you, wanted to, if you wanted to explain that in a better way, you would say he's an avid reader. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's kind of avid like a, or keen is a good word. Yeah, you can say keen Maybe more people well. might That's know right. keen, K-E-E-N. So yeah. if you're keen, like you really, I don't know, what does it mean? They're very um, enthusiastic, no? I think about yeah. something, no? Very yeah. motivated, very enthusiastic. So, you know, uh, I'm sure most of our listeners are very keen English learners, keen students of the language, no? Yeah. And, Tienen uh, muchas ganas, no? Yeah, you have a lot of ganas. ganas. Yeah, exactly. A lot of enthusiasm right. to do something, right. no? So, an avid reader, keen reader, someone who loves reading and reads a lot. 
Okay. I'm trying to in, in, increase my reading at the moment. I'm trying to sort of read a little bit every day. Um, and right. uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I mean, I had my before my kids were smaller, so it was like really impossible to read. Um, but now I'm really starting to sort of integrate it in my daily routine, which is oh, uh, that's good. That's really, I, really great. I, yeah. I used to be an, an incredibly avid reader. So for Did years oh. and years, I always had a book on the go, as we say. And usually yeah. I'd have, so by the side of my bed, I'd have the bed, the bed, no, the book I'm reading, yeah. plus maybe two, you know, the next two that I'm going to read already sitting there prepared ah, and okay. finish one and pick up the next one. But that, but yeah. I haven't done that for years because unfortunately all the, the fault of podcasts, <laughs> we're to blame. <laughs> oh, so right. Now, yeah. Yeah. I become more <laughs> of a listener than a reader. So now I listen to a lot of podcasts uh, in my ah, free time. Cool. I don't have a lot of free time, but when I do, now I tend yeah. to listen or go into YouTube and watch videos. So uh, unfortunately, technology has affected. I, I almost don't read. I think I barely read at all now. Barely, mm, good word. Barely, oh, yeah. I think mm. we did cover that. You know, I hardly Absolutely. ever read these days. I barely read, which yeah, is a pity because yeah. I used to love reading. So I keep saying to myself, mm. I must get back into reading. I, the only time I read now is the. It's a very stereotype cliche. Is on holiday. You know, people only read a book <laughs> by a swimming yeah. pool. Everybody. So when I think the, the last time manager. I read a book was la- I read two books last August in England on holiday because mm. just what I know sitting in the hotel room at night in a nothing to do and there's no so I yeah, read a yeah, book yeah. but unfortunately at home I just I don't know don't seem to do that anymore which uh, is uh, yeah a bit sad really but yeah, you there you go. we've gone off routine. topic as usual we have we have <laughs> completely gone off topic but first of all I wanted did want to say obviously thank you very much to you Alistair because I think when I started this project I wasn't sure exactly how I wanted to create it um, I knew that it wouldn't work very well if it was just me <laughs> I didn't think that I would be able to <laughs> maybe, kind of maybe. just I don't know like speak to the microphone just by myself I thought that a conversation would be much more interesting with somebody else and I thought that Mm. you would be the perfect person so first of all thank you to you for being here and helping me with this project and obviously thank you to our listeners as well because you know we do really know that uh, we do have some avid listeners don't we Um, and uh, they really yeah and they turn up every single week and listen we're actually at about four hundred and fifty thousand downloads at the moment so we'll probably have to celebrate when we get to the half a million million. we've got to announce that yes have a party Mm. or something yeah so well and thank you for giving me the opportunity because you know you could have asked somebody else so uh, yeah but you have a special skill alistair you have a special i think we was kind of you or you do you know what i mean well we have a nice chemistry i think we make a good team so i think that's why it works yeah yeah absolutely absolutely that's what people say as well we have a good chemistry that's what we, we've had many comments about our chemistry so that's uh really uh yeah. it's the We're secret source b- bouncing absolutely. ideas off each other now that's right that's right anyway let's get anyway. to the the job in ha- uh, job at hand right mm-hmm. which is because we thought what we're going to do for this hundredth episode and uh in the end what we thought was that we would answer some questions right so with my friday email uh, i took the opportunity of uh, we last week i think it was um uh, to say hey guys do you want to ask us any questions in the podcast and we got a few answers and i and basically we've a looked few through we got, all we of got them a few questions <laughs> or replies sorry that's the word. Yeah, we'll go. Yeah, we got some replies. Yeah. We'll hopefully give and, some um, answers. We'll try. That's right. 
That's right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll just we've I, what we've done is we've identified some that we thought that we could answer quite quickly and easily. Um, that would be interesting for the whole rest of you know for everyone in general. Um, and uh, we're also going to keep some to the side, which are kind of more a wider questions. It could be, potentially be full episodes, right, Alistair? That was the that was the idea with the strategy, at least, right? Yeah, we've gone through we had quite a few, but obviously we've only got so much time today. And some yeah. may we thought some may be not that be relevant or interesting to many people. They're very precise, like a grammar point. Which would take. Yeah. So I think some of them we're going to um, maybe respond directly to the person who sent the email with an answer if it's a very particular yeah. thing. Um, exactly. Not all of them, but some of them. And some of them we thought, oh, that actually is a good idea as a complete episode in the future. So thank you for those who's given us some inspiration for a topic for a future episode. So keep listening and you might, you know, some people go, oh, they're talking about my question. So we, we probably won't mention that it was a question, but, uh, you know, it's very possible in the future we will use some of these for future episodes. So we've chosen some um, for two reasons. One, there is quite a quick answer we can give, and it's we think it's useful to most people. And then one or two more sort of philosophical questions, shall we say, open, where we can just discuss our opinions, no? um, which yeah. again might be you yeah. know interesting for people to, to hear. So that was yeah. our sort of criteria to select, you know, which ones absolutely. we're going to do today. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're going to start off with a question from Sylvia. And Sylvia wanted to uh, ask us a little bit about translation tools, which I think is kind of very interesting for a lot of people, partly because uh, I think a lot of people use translation tools, let's be honest. Like when you're at, you're at yeah, work, you're sitting in front of your computer um, and you've got a quick email that you need to write in, in English. Uh, you don't have much time and, you know, there are lots of tools online that can help you uh, sort of build that uh, email in English, right? Um, and so she basically was asking us a little bit about what, what we would recommend um, and... Uh, and so that's what we're going to do. And Alistair, in your particular case, you have one, one or two, right, that you you like. I think there's, there's two that yeah, it doesn't mean they're the best ones. Just ones that I tend to use that I like. Um, one is I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's lingue or lingue. Yeah. Um, or lingui. Yeah. Lingui. L i n g u e. Lingui. Maybe. Which I like because it gives you a context. So it gives you you can type like instead of a word, you can type a word. But you can type a, a little phrase, short sentence, an expression, and then it brings up sort of a page that has um, in English on one side with that expression, then Spanish, sorry, or the other way around. You can do Spanish-English or English-Spanish. Yeah. Um, so it gives you the different options, different ideas, different examples the, uh, in, in sentences. So you can see it yeah. within the context of a sentence. And then obviously you can look for maybe the particular thing that you're referring to. Absolutely. As a topic or the way you're using it, and then it might be different depending on the context. So I quite like that one. As uh, when I'm translate, I do some translation sometimes. It's quite yeah. useful for me as a translator, actually. Um, yeah, I, I know, I know that site as well, and it's really good. I do like it. The context in particular is very good. Yeah, it's um, the con- yeah, it gives you a context, yeah. not just you know a, a word in s- separation. No? Yeah. And yeah, then another yeah, one I use a lot more simply for vocabulary, really, uh, is word reference, which is very well known. So just yes. basically looking up vocabulary and the meaning of words, and it will give you some example sentences also and some alternatives. Yeah. So I quite like those yeah. two, lingui or lingui and word reference, the one, the two yeah. I use you know, quite a lot. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, the one that I like a lot is actually called Deep L. Um, 
which is uh, spelt deep, D-E-E-P, and then a capital L at the end. I think most people know it. A lot of people know mm-hmm. it. I think it was it has become popular over the past two or three years, I think. Uh, and I've tested it out again. And it has more like a like a Google Translate sort of interface, mm-hmm. let's say. Um, so you can write whatever you want, and then it will translate it. Oh, you can write and like I've like test- a whole sort of text. And yes, then, you yeah. can. You can. Yeah. You can write a whole text, and you can and you can take it over into English or the other way around, whatever. Um, and it's it's really good. It's really really good. Uh, I find it it's much better than Google Translate. Um, it doesn't make so many mistakes. There are some times when it still makes some mistakes. It doesn't get all the expressions, but mm. overall, I would say the its performance is is well and above over and above what Google Translate does. Yeah, so Google Translate if you're, can be terrible. Makes so it can mistakes. be terrible. Yes. Yes. It's okay. Yes. But. Yes. It's okay. It's nothing. okay for simple things. For simple, simple things, things yeah. a simple email or nothing too yeah. complicated, or with too many yeah. idiomatic expressions, which totally confuses yeah. it. That, absolutely, absolutely, really, really, really is not great in terms of that uh, uh, Google. But DeepL is much, much better. So, if you haven't discovered that yet, then I definitely would recommend that. Um, you can use it with quite a lot of confidence. I would say always double check the translation. You that's that process in itself. And I've talked, we've talked about this, I think, in the fluency community a little bit about you know double checking the translation can really be good. Some people actually what they like to do, and this is kind of interesting too, is they actually like to write the uh, email in English so the Spanish speaker writes the email in English and then translates it we're using DeepL into Spanish and then double checks that they have actually not made any mistakes by seeing the Spanish translation ah, see. and also they learn um, so phrases kind of, no, from the Spanish back to the English or, mm, yeah exactly yeah, it's a good so, way of a learning technique apart from getting your email you know good it, you, yeah. you can also learn from that no, and go ah so this phrase is this or yeah Exactly. Seeing two languages at the same time. It's a little bit like those books that I had when I was a kid. I don't know whether you ever came across these, Alistair, but you know, you would have a book where literally you'd have one language on one side and the other language, another language on the, and that was exactly the same text, right? But you could choose to read it in Spanish. Uh, in, in, in my case, it was either in German or English because I was uh-huh. learning German when I was a kid. Um, and so you'd literally see, oh, you know, that's how it's written in English and that's how it's written in German. So I, that was quite useful to see those you know two sides always yeah Yeah. that comparison yeah 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 yeah. so it's uh and and with those with those particular sort of deep l for example you can always see that the both of them there and it's kind of nice to compare and see and be critical as well so you know not just say oh yeah that's definitely correct you know you have to say because when i do it obviously i'm sort of critical of the translation or whatever it might be and i say "Mm, i don't think i would do it like that or i think Mm. that would you know you need to improve that a little bit or i wouldn't say it like that and uh, of course you get better and better at that so that's that's quite cool okay so that's a good question sylvia i think it was thank you for that yeah it was sylvia yeah absolutely then we had uh naftali well i hope i'm not uh i'm hope i'm pronouncing your name correctly naftali yeah Um, and naftali or naftali don't know where yeah. the accent is, but anyway, so I'm difficult, sure she'll recognise her name. I yeah. presume it's a she, to be honest. I don't know. <laughs> um, and her question was re- really related to written grammar mm. um, and sort of being precise in terms of writing emails and um, you know just getting the grammar right in emails. I suppose that was that was uh, yeah. So the grammatical rules then. and improving your writing, being more grammatically mm. accurate, I think yeah. is more or less what she was asking. Yeah. Mm. Any advice there, Alistair, in particular? Uh, well, just as far as learning grammar in general, and obviously then you can apply that to your writing, of course, writing emails, 
is there is a it's a very famous book i think lots of people know it and most english teachers it's sort of like our bible if you like of english mm. teachers is a, is a essential english grammar in use that you can find you know in any bookshop or in amazon there are three of them it's by raymond murphy murphy as in murphy's law no la ley de murphy yeah. <laughs> so everyone just everyone just calls it murphy so english teachers just say red murphy blue murphy because of the colors of the book so you've got a yeah. you've got a beginner or low level one which is red um, which everyone just calls Red Murphy, but uh, it's, um, that's good for yeah for low levels. That's brilliant. You can get a version in Castellano, in Spanish, and English, so in both languages. Mm. So obviously, if you're just beginning, your English is not fantastic. That's very useful. So mm. when you've got the exercises and the explanations, they're in both languages. I so see. I haven't seen that one. I oh yeah, I've got. One. I love. It's brilliant for lower levels, sort of. You know, A one, A two. Yeah. Maybe even up to B one. That's great. But then for right. everyone else, from intermediate upwards, including advanced learners, the next one is blue, which is the intermediate. And to me, that's the best one. Oh, it's not in Spanish. It's only in English. Mm. And it's got, you know, a page. It, basically, the whole thing is units with, uh, you know, on different grammatical points. Um, everything you need, basically, you don't need anything more. And it's got on one side an explanation with examples and the other side exercises to practice yeah. and you've got the answers in the back of the book and you can check your answers and see where you went right. wrong. Yeah. And yeah, advanced yeah, yeah. learners, people sort of C1, C2 may think, oh, that's intermediate. So there is another one which advanced, which I don't remember what color it is. I think it's sort of brown color. But I tried to use that once. I didn't like it at all. I don't recommend right. it, to be honest. Sorry, Mr. Right, Murphy, right. but I don't recommend <laughs> I The blue one for me is good for all levels, even lower ones but particularly intermediate and above um, yeah i think i've got the blue one i think i've got the yeah. blue one uh, maybe the red one as well i can't remember yeah. but i mean the uh, blue yeah. is the most popular but yeah if you're a, you know a lower level maybe the red one because the red one with the spanish um yeah but yeah, one yeah, of those yeah, two absolutely. the red or the blue i think the blue is the best one for most i imagine most of our listeners if they're able to follow us speaking in this podcast and understand us obviously their level is pretty good so yeah, going to be at least b2 level i would yeah, say yeah. no so that's i think anyone that level go for the blue one now there may yeah. be lots of other books that are equally as good but that's the one that i know and i i've been using it for 25 years and yeah, i like yeah, it yeah. a lot uh, it, i mean, I mean it it's is, boring and dull because it's a grand well that book. i was about it's to not, say it's i was not about exciting to say. and sexy no but it's just very well written very well explained and you know it's to it's to study grammar so you know it's not meant to be exciting and interesting it's just it's grammar it's hard <laughs> that's work that's right it's hard work absolutely and i think i from from when i when i looked at it and i and i did look at it first when i first came to spain here i used it quite a lot um and you've got one side that's got the full grammar explanation and then on the other side it's yeah. basically rellenar los huecos isn't it basically so it's a tr it's, yeah. a, it's a very Filling traditional methodology let's say in yes. terms of, yeah, of some, grammar but it's, it's very but traditional it's okay. but it's Sometimes the yeah. traditional methods are they work is good. I, I yeah. use it a lot with yeah. my students. I send it to them as homework, for example, on a particular grammar point we've been discussing in a class where I can see they're making mistakes repeatedly yeah. with a certain yeah. whatever present perfect or whatever it may be. And yeah. I'll say, Okay, go to do units three, four and five from Murphy. Yeah. And then we check yeah, it together yeah. the answers and I, I find it a good yeah, a good a very useful tool. Obviously, yeah, you can do many say. other things. You can go into YouTube and you've got a million videos of people explaining grammar points. 
Um, so I'd say the two things combined. Use the book and you can sit there on your own doing exercises. You don't need to be online or connected in that case. It's just a, you know, old-fashioned, traditional method of learning. And then, of yeah. course, any particular grammar point you're not sure about, whatever it may be, you just type in YouTube, um, I don't know, the difference between this and this or how to use, uh, I don't know, uncountables and countables or, well, anything you can think of uh, and you'll get some teacher somewhere with a video explaining it, yeah, which is a different no, of way of learning because it's more verbal, it's more interactive, well, not interactive, but you've got people there explaining something to you with a video. Yeah. So maybe it depends on yeah. your preferences. People who oh, no, maybe does, d- don't like sitting down with a book doing exercises, they find it a bit tedious, then yeah, go into YouTube and find videos with a teacher explaining it to you. Or no, both. absolutely. Probably use both, uh, lots of different have, you know, lots of different people have different types of profiles and have different preferences, right? So, um, so it's absolutely fine that, uh, uh, but it's just, it's useful for the, for, for our listeners to know that that is that type of book, right? It's that type of it, book. It is, that yeah. It Traditional, is, you know, like the like, one you'd use at school when you were, that's but right, much better yeah. than most of the ones you probably used at school. Yeah. Unless you absolutely. use this one, of course. Um, yeah. And obviously in yeah. YouTube, you'll find many different kinds of teachers with different accents whether they're british american whatever with different styles different ways of explaining things so obviously you can look for the one that suits you best that you find one particular one you really like um, and you like the way they explain things and they're easy to understand so i mean you've got so much variety there you can you know there's i think there's something for everyone there in youtube yeah but the book is the book obviously it's one thing and you like it or you don't Absolutely, absolutely. There is another app that is mm. that I actually have used in the past, which actually I found very useful. And this uh, particular app is uh, called Grammarly, and I think many people will know it as well. Mm, I've used it famous. myself just because um, it's kind of a good way to check that you don't make any mistakes or that it improves your writing a little bit. It also um, kind of suggests other alternatives to the words that you've written. Um, so it's a kind of like thesaurus as well. There is a free version of it, which I think I used a lot, quite a lot. And then there's another version, which is basically, um, you know, that you pay for a premium, premium and you can yeah. like, yeah, um, which I think works very well as well. So if you kind of, really into that idea of writing your emails in English and want to continue and you want to have somebody there literally correcting you along the way, um, then I think that particular app is quite good. I do think. Okay, Grammarly. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've seen it advertised on YouTube videos because a lot of these teachers maybe are sponsored and you see at the beginning of their video they they do a little advertisement and I've seen many times going, Grammarly, this video is sponsored by Grammarly. and Mm. So I've heard it. I've heard the name lots, but I've never actually, I haven't used it, so... Yeah, yeah. Another you, one you is called the Hemingway, the Hemingway, Hemingway app, which, yeah, Hemingway app, which is basically it kind of gives you ideas about how to rewrite sentences, which is kind of interesting as well. I haven't used that one so much, um, but it certainly is kind of like it's 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 almost actually focused more towards native speakers and kind of getting native speakers to write Talk better. To and yeah, more, and, our, yeah. You know, native speakers' yeah. grammar is often terrible. <laughs> Exactly, could but it's improved. not particularly yes. grammar. Uh, Heming- the Hemingway app is Style. not grammar. So grammar, Grammarly is more to do with the grammar, and Hemingway app is how to improve your writing. Yeah, well, so Hemingway, it's more like, the you know. Writer, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's writing absolutely. style and composition, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. yeah, 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 which is really interesting too. I haven't tried that one so much, but it's uh, it's a good one, yeah. Okay. Good, okay. So was- uh, the next one is a really interesting one. It's from Joaquin, and... Um, 
he wanted to ask us about how you translate properly. And I have had this question a few times, which is, uh, quedo atento a su respuesta, right? Which is something that you kind of would write at the end of a Spanish, uh, an email in Spanish, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, we thought about this, and I think that there there is a kind of, a standard answer that we would give it's not a direct translation is it because there is kind of doesn't work exactly in terms of a direct no, it's translation the, it's the equivalent but, it's what an english speaker would put in an email to stand well lots of people will know this they'll recognize it. it's a classic ending to an email a polite yeah. way to end it so yeah it's not a direct translation of the spanish phrase you wait i know i I stay attentive but we would never say that sounds terrible so the equivalent of that expression i think uh, for an English speaker, would be, um, I look forward to receiving your reply. Yeah. Because that basically means the same thing. And it's the standard way that English speakers end emails, basically. You always say, I look forward to, and then something. Make sure you get the gerund, which we have mentioned in an episode of the podcast way back. So it's always, I look forward to meeting you soon. I look forward to, in this case, receiving your reply. So it's always got to be ing. Or whatever you put after look forward to, ing. Yes, yes, which is counterintuitive because people say, "Yeah, but it's two, so it must be." I look forward to receive. You say, "No, no, no, no," because the two is part of the phrasal verb. Look forward to. It's not the two of the infinitive. So mm. two here is a preposition, and in English, a verb following a preposition is always ing. So they are little grammar lesson. Um, so I look <laughs> forward to receiving your reply, and then you can add. Uh, soon, I look forward to receiving your reply. Soon, as soon as possible, in due course. I think in Spanish it's yeah. al debido tiempo, something like that. Uh, yeah. So you can add that at the end if you want, but you don't have to. Yeah, you just say, I look forward to receiving your reply. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. And it means the same absolutely. thing because it means you're attentive to, you know, you're there waiting for the person to respond and you want yeah. them to respond. So it means yeah, the, yeah. it's not exact translation, but it's the equivalent phrase that... Yeah, that we would use yeah. at the end of an email. Absolutely, absolutely. It is a bit difficult to translate, and most people would know that answer, right? I look forward to because, like, it's very, very it's standard. Quite a well-known stand- yeah, it's yeah, very it standard. Yeah, it is. Ending. So, the, I think, I think the problem, look, probably Joaquin would know that answer, right? But he's he's thinking that maybe there's something else ah. that, that, but you know, and I think in this particular case, we just have to say, well, in English, there isn't really something else. Do exactly. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that's the idea here. You know. Yeah, I imagine he yeah. probably does know. I look forward to, but he's thinking, you know. Quedo atento is a different thing. That's right, um, exactly. But it isn't. Exactly. It's with the look forward to receiving your reply that you're saying the same thing. You're kind of waiting so you, anyway, aren't you? You're yeah, of, you're there. You're, you're saying, yeah. I'm sending you're you a You're paying attention. You're, you know, yeah, you're whatever. paying attention, yeah. waiting for the person to respond. You're checking your emails, you know, waiting for that yeah. reply. Yeah. And if you want it quickly, so. you add the soon or as soon as possible or that extra yeah. bit at the end just to indicate, oh, like, true. come on, you know, be quick, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, we'll move on quickly. Uh, another question in this case was from Marta, I think, and she highlighted that I use kind of quite a lot uh, when I speak. And I'm sure that's the case, and I'm sure that's true. Um, yeah. Well, each of us, you know, people have commented on mine. Each of us, we have our little habits or ticks of little things that we repeat. And it's horrible. When, well, like maybe for you isn't horrible, but for me, when I first started listening back to the podcast, now I don't, you know, after almost two years, I doesn't bother me anymore but i remember the first few episodes when you listen back well everyone hates hearing their own voice no number well, one. that's true because that you always yeah. sound so different than you do in your own head so you're like oh my god do i sound like that that's the first shock 
And then the second one is noticing when you keep repeating little phrases again and again, you don't realise you're doing it till you listen yeah. back. So in my case, nobody asked this question, but, you know, I keep saying no at the end, like the Spanish no. Yeah. Now in English, you, we don't the, do that. You know, yeah. The question tag, isn't it, really? Well, it's, yeah, because it's, like, it's a nice question tag in Spanish, but not a great question tag in English. Well, in English is difficult because you have to keep checking, you know, didn't I, didn't you, are we, exactly. aren't we, exactly. <laughs> yeah. haven't we, haven't you? Yeah. So I You're basically just a bit just, lazy, Alistair. You're yeah, a bit totally lazy. Well, we no. did, again, I think we did discuss this in an episode of the pod saying when you lived in Spain for a long time, English speakers, I notice, who speak Spanish and live here, one of the first things that disappears from their vocabulary is the uh, the question tag. Because it's just yeah. so much easier just to say no at the end <laughs> for everything. With a, cha- with a change so of I tone, no- obviously, I no- yeah. Yeah, you just change your tone of voice to a question. Yeah. No? Yeah. So I notice that I do that all the time. So it's, it irritates me. So I don't know <laughs> if it irritates the <laughs> listeners. But maybe the Spanish, uh, Spanish-speaking listeners, I imagine they're all Spanish speakers, don't even notice because obviously in Spanish is what you say, so... Sounds perfect. For them, it probably sounds perfectly normal. (laughs) But a native English speaker listening back to a podcast would probably say, Ali, why do you keep saying no all the time? Yeah. Like a Spanish person. Makes my ears bleed. (laughs) Yes, probably does. Probably does. Anyway, that's my particular tick, but somebody pointed out one of yours is saying kind of Uh, quite a lot. Kind of, yeah. I say kind of quite a lot, apparently, which I'm absolutely sure is true. Marta, I'm I'm sure you are absolutely right. And then we were kind of trying to think of what actually kind of What does it mean? (laughs) Yeah. And we initially we thought it was just a filler, you know, so in other words, I don't know what to say, so I say kind of. But... Uh, then we started thinking a little bit more, and uh, we kind of, kind of, <laughs> we kind of thought we we kind of thought that it was a softener, didn't we? And this yeah, is not like yeah. a softener that you put in your washing machine. This is like a softening softening expression. Um, so yes, rather than saying it, "I think this," you say yeah, which is very sure, very definite. No, I think this, yeah. and this is my opinion. No. Um, it's a way of yeah softening it you say I kind of and also your tone of voice probably slightly changes now I kind Mm. of think that so you think that but maybe there's an element of doubt or you're not 100% sure maybe or you're offering the possibility that you could be wrong or I mean it's something we we don't analyze so I mean you're not even conscious that you're saying it it's like I think they say in Spanish muletilla it's a you know, a, it's a little help, a, a little, a, yeah. a crutch, we say in English, crutch, yeah. the thing you need for walking if you've broken your leg. So it's like when people say, you know, well, it's not exactly the same, but it's a similar kind of, some people have this habit of saying, sabes, in Spanish or in English, you know, it's and true. it's, it's you know, completely yeah. not necessary. It doesn't really mean anything. It's just, you know, it's a filler, as you say, it's just a way of breaking up your sentences. Now, in this case, yeah. we decided, yeah, maybe it does have some sort of meaning, which is that idea that you know I'm, I'm saying my opinion, but leaving a little element of well maybe of doubt, you no, know, or I could be wrong. Or, so I kind yeah. of think that's what it is. So yeah. there's an example. Yeah. No, so instead of saying I think that's what it is, definitely I'm sure. But he's I kind of think that's what it is. Is you're sort of you're almost slightly questioning your own opinion. No? Maybe yeah. could be. It's like saying could be that, but I'm not hundred yeah. percent sure. But yeah. I think maybe it's we're overanalyzing because I think it maybe, really is just maybe. a sort of habit that obviously you have. So, you know, I never say kind of. Now, why I don't use it, I have no idea. Just for some reason, it's not in my 
I don't have that habit. No, for me yeah. is the no, and no doubt I have other things that I repeat. Um, for sure, for sure. You know, you each do. of us has our own phrases yeah. that we Vo- use when we speak. Our own vocabulary. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I mean, I every to... so I mean, every sentence in the podcast when you say "kind of," you, it doesn't need to be there. You could have just said the same sentence without it, and it it's doesn't true. change it's the true. meaning really fundamentally. Yeah. No, no. Um, although no. we think there is that element of well, kind of. Sometimes you can reply with kind of. So somebody makes a yeah. statement about something with well, their that's opinion. true. You can do that, yeah. And you sort yeah. of say, well, kind of. So sort of, mm, yeah, maybe more or less. Yeah, I mean uh, that's true. So like somebody asks you, um, do you like this? Or you say, well, kind of, but it's not really what I like. You know, yeah. Well, uh, you know, um, do, do you, you like, like reading tea? books? Well, kind of. You know, do I like yes, coffee? I'm not a well, huge kind fan. of. Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, sort of, yeah. It's less hundred percent or less definite, isn't it? You know, and in native speakers, especially English, who don't uh, like well English speakers or people from Britain in particular, where they like to soften their language a lot, like that kind of could actually mean no. So, for example, if yeah. you say to me, like, oh, uh, Daniel, do you like coffee? And I would say, well, kind of, but I don't drink it very much. That could actually mean that I really don't like coffee. Yeah, I do prefer you know a I mean? cup of Please offer me a cup of tea. Yeah. So as everyone knows from previous episodes, I don't drink tea. So if someone offered me tea, to be polite rather than just saying, no, I don't like tea, give me coffee, which is very direct and a bit rude, perhaps. As you say, British people are obsessed with, you know, not saying directly what they mean no so you say do you like to well kind of but mm." (laughs) so kind of is like well not really (laughs) i prefer that's the underlying message is no i don't really like it at all but i'm going to be polite and say that i kind of like it you know Um, yeah so now obviously when you're talking in the podcast about things and saying well i kind of you're not really you're not really expressing you're not really trying to say the opposite of what you mean it's more when no. you respond with kind of no to a question. Yeah, that's so. Right, actually, that's it's right. more complex when you start, you know, thinking <laughs> you about start it and digging down into it. That's it right. gets a bit more difficult. But I think really, in the end, the answer to the question is: it doesn't really mean anything concrete or definite, and it's just for you is like a, a tick or a, a what yeah. would you call it of a habit or habit, neither yeah. good nor bad. It just you know it's just something you use when you speak. So, you know, don't worry too much about it. And all of us have our little habits when we speak, our little phrases that we repeat. Yeah, I will try not to worry about it. (laughs) Anyway, Alistair, we wanted wanted to uh, cover two other questions, but I think literally we don't have much time. We were looking at the time here. It's like 33 minutes of this Uh, podcast. Maybe we could do a part two. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think so. I think so. I think so. Because think so. we uh, had a few other interesting questions from uh, Jose Antonio and Alvaro uh, that we wanted to cover, but I think we wouldn't have enough time now. Um, yeah, so was anyway. Very philosophical, no, about technology and how it yes, affects language. Yes, so that's one maybe yes. we could reserve for absolutely. another episode. Absolutely. 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 So, Alistair, thank you very much. On this 100th episode, I just want to say thank you once again to you, but also to our listeners, because it really has been an amazing journey for, for me personally. Um, and I think it's been I think you've enjoyed the journey too right um, and uh, yeah let's hope and that we uh, have many more episodes in the future and hope to kind say, of give as much value you yeah. know as here's to the next hundred no? let's hope we're still <laughs> yeah. doing this in another hundred I hope we'll right. yes That's arrive right. to 200 and That'll celebrate that that'll be good that'll be good Alistair thank you very much and uh, I'll see you next week okay yeah see you next week for 101 oh. Yeah, 101. Absolutely. Speak soon. Cheers. See you Bye. Later. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.